Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. Let's get started right away. So, Mike Bilatieri, welcome back on the podcast. How's it going today? Good. Good to be with you. It's awesome. I really love to be able to kind of talk with my guests a few years after we first talked. So, we first kind of discussed in 2016 in the podcast. Uh, we'll, link, we'll link that below for you guys to check it out as well. But uh, I kind of want to know what happened since we last spoke in 2016 and kind of tell people who we are also at the same time. Sure. So in 2017, we had a great year. Uh, I wrote about that on our blog. So we have a, a blog where we share trading insights from our proprietary trading desk with the trading community. And I wrote about us doing really well in 2017, why we did really well in 2017. In 2017, we did a really nice job of covering the Bitcoin explosion and then moved down. So we traded that uh, with some, with an, an over-the-counter uh, stock product, uh, GBTC, and we also had after that, subsequently, we got access to futures. So that was a really terrific year from, for us. At the end of each year, we think about how we're going to do better and challenge our guys one by one and desk by desk to do better. We, we don't want to be complacent. We did really well in 2017, but we told our guys, you can do even better. And in 2018, we did do better than 2017. And probably the biggest, the biggest trade of the year that lots of people are familiar with was the opportunity in some stocks that really went up a lot, particularly TLRY. And so that was probably the biggest trading opportunity of that year. So the, the cannabis sector, the, the pot names really were moving and offered us some really great opportunity. And so this year, we uh, have been challenged to grow upon 2017 and 2018. And again, we sat down at the end of 2018 and we said, hey, you know, how are we going to do better? And from 2017 to 2018, one of the things that we challenged our guys to do better in was to trade more options. So our floor manager recognized how well our guys were doing trading options and suggested, hey, let's do more of that. Let's do more of that bigger. And, and we did. And then we sat down at the end of 2018 and said the same to our top guys and our guys coming up the curve. And so one of the things that we've been really working on in 2019, our marketplace. So trading the overall market, which we don't actually do a lot of, as intraday stock pickers. Essentially, you know, we built out our firm, finding stocks in play, spending our time on them, looking for stocks with a, a news catalyst, with elevated Arvel, with more volume that's coming in uh, intraday, and focusing on them, trading them because they have the most opportunity. But this year, when volatility increases and the market overall is in play, we've been focusing on that. And those have been some of the bigger opportunities this year. So for us specifically, that means when VIX futures gets above 15, 
we get more interested in trading the overall market. When VIX futures gets above 20, we're going to be trading the overall market. We're going to be trading SPY. We're going to be trading the other market ETFs. We're going to be trading volatility products like VXX or UVXY. We are going to be trading some of the large cap names that move with the market. We call them high beta stocks. So we'll trade the Netflixes and the Teslas and the Googles and the Amazon and the Babas as a proxy to the, the overall market. Some guys prefer trading them in, instead of SPY or Qs or IWM. And so that's what we're doing. Obviously, and I say this with a, with a smile on my face, obviously there have been some things hitting the tape this year with the US-China trade war. Last week was probably the biggest opportunity that we've seen of the year when uh, Trump tweeted out in the middle of the trading session, essentially escalating the US-China trade war and that causing the market to, to really drop precipitously. So that's been sitting at our desk, watching what's hitting the news on the US-China trade front has been offering us lots of opportunity this year. And so I like that. I, I, we're seeing growth with our guys trading marketplace better. Uh, our in-house trading coach, who we're really fortunate to have, Dr. Brett Steenbarger, has helped our guys get better at trading marketplace, getting them to look at uh, indicators a little bit better, such as ADD and tick and things that are important for overall trading the SPY. So still growing, still trying to get better, have to get better. I mean, we talk about grow or die. It's part of the business. We've done well in the past, grow or die. That's our mentality. That's where we're at. I really love that we like go right in the topic we dive right in, which is awesome. And I think that you as a kind of, I would say, co-owner and coach for these traders, that's probably awesome to be able to kind of help them out throughout this period and to, to see that if they go through this, they'll, be, they'll get better. Yeah. So if you walk the halls of SMB, the best traders are trying to get better. And the guys that you know, put up 4 million net and trading P&L in, in 2018 have new goals. Those new goals are, in time, I wanna be an eight-figure-a-year trader. I wanna make over $10 million a year in net trading P&L. And, and so, so for that, we've gotta start thinking about, well, how do you do that? You don't just say it, wish it, hope it. You've gotta sit down with our risk manager and say, here's how we can bump up some risk and some of what we're doing. You've got to sit down with Dr. Steenbarger and say, here's how I can expand my trading business to do more. You got to sit down with myself and some of the people at the firm who are coaching and mentoring and say, here is how I think I can trade better with marketplace stocks. I'm not making as much as I can in that particular opportunity. Here's how I'm going to go about doing it. Here's my risk. You know, what do you think about that? And, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that. Here's what we can do with technology so that we can make more in our best opportunities. So on our desk, there's three ways that we use technology. We build alerts for our favorite setups. We build scripts 
which get us into automatically our favorite setups. And then with discretion, we trade out of them. And then with automated trading, we write rules to get in and rules to get out for our favorite setups. And so there are traders at the desk who have a P&L line and perhaps 30, 35% of that is being generated from technology. Some are mostly discretionary traders using computers to give them more alerts. Uh, some are bionic. They're doing some discretion. They're doing some automated trading. They're doing some scripting. But there's, there's, a, there's a lot of thought that needs to go into how do you get better. And that's true of the guys who are you know, in the $250,000 a year range who now want to try and get to a half a million dollars a year. There's a business plan that needs to be drafted that we all work on that identifies where traders can make more money. And then we are helping them. We're making sure they have the resources to do that. And I also do think, I'd like to think that one of the things where we can help is we can say to traders, hey, here's where other traders are making more money in our case. You're good as them, if not better. In fact, in my opinion, our guys are better. But you're not making money in that particular strategy or setup. And let's add that. And here's the process to go about doing that. And so one of the advantages that I have from my seat in the trading community is that I work with really great traders at SMB because I've written a couple of books and we have an outreach through SMB training. I do train elite active traders outside of the firm as well. So there are a select few seven figure plus elite active traders who I work with all around the world and I can see how they're making money and, and I can see the strategies that are allowing them to make money and I can share with with traders and say, you know, hey, this is an area for you to do some discovery on. Maybe here's a trader that you should link up with who's outside the firm. Maybe you should share your daily report card with that trader, your trading review with that trader, and the two of you can collaborate even though you're at different firms. But the idea is for everybody always to be thinking about more and better and growing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I want to go back a little bit on what you mentioned about kind of algorithms and using automation to become better. So last time we spoke, I believe you were kind of starting to get more into that and starting to automate things more. So have you kind of come across any problems or issues with the automation or was it like simple to implement? Yeah. So we recognized probably in 2010 that we needed to give our guys an offering with better technology. And we thought, again, there were three ways to do that. Building alerts, building custom alerts, scripting, being able to automatically get into your best trades and then with discretion, trade out of them, and then automated trading. And so we, uh, in the course uh, of the last four or five years, we were able to give, get the resources to our guys so that they can do that. And specifically, we created a joint venture with Kirshner Trading Group uh, out of Austin, Texas. And they had technology for our guys to be able 
to do this. And then when we had our hands in the technology, the challenge was, well, how are we going to actually train our guys to be able to take advantage of technology that nobody else in prop trading has and that 100% will make you 30 to 50% more if you get your hands dirty using the technology. It's just really powerful technology on the front end side and on the automation side. And so what we've been doing along the way is A, screening for some traders who perhaps are better suited for automated trading. So we used to just look for people who we thought would be good discretionary traders. Now in our recruiting process, we're looking for people that we think maybe will transition into being good automated traders. Maybe they're more systematic with how they think about markets. Maybe they have better programming skills. And then we put in place a training program. So our former head quant put in place a training program for our new hires when they came in to build filters, build scripts, build automated models. And that person did so well that they wanted to focus fully on their own trading. And so we transitioned another person into that role. And that person took what our former head quant had, had built and built on that. And so we have classes where when you're a new hire and you're coming in, you are being taught how to build technology, how to use the technology and how to build filters and scripts and automated models. And then you're around people that have been doing this for many years and with success. And then we're screening better for people who have these particular skills. And then we're seeing that the very best models that are being built at the firm are collaborative efforts between traders. So perhaps a senior trader has a really good idea that he wants to test, but doesn't have really good programming skills. Or perhaps he just gets too tired from the trading session that he doesn't want to spend the time doing and learning the programming to be able to build something. So we'll, we'll take somebody with skills in programming and we'll align them with a, a senior trader and the two of them will build together a model that they can use. And then, or maybe two senior traders will get together who have some coding skills and exchange ideas and build a really good model. Or perhaps some of the senior guys at our firm, particularly in Austin, will go out and hire people who are really good in programming and have them sit on their team and have them build automated models for them. Perhaps they have some special skill where they can scrub the model and make it better based on their past background. So look, we're going to get to the point where discretionary traders are going to have to be using technology in some way. We're going to get to the point where just pushing the buttons is, is not going to be sufficient. We're still seeing discretionary traders by far make the most of anyone at the firm. And there's still a tremendous opportunity just pushing the buttons, but we want those traders powered by technology. So they're making better decisions and they're making more. So when a new trader comes into our firm or when an experienced trader transitions into our firm, their PNL number is not just pushing the buttons. It's not just discretionary trading. It can be bionic trading. It can be 
automated trading. It can be discretionary plus bionic and plus automated trading. And that opens up a whole new area of edge for traders that makes their careers much more sustainable. It broadens the type of trading that they're doing. And as I said, it informs their decision-making so much better. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've seen a lot by speaking with traders that want to automate is that they have these rules that they follow, but then they cannot really put them into code. Most of them they can put, but not all of them. So they have still some discretion that they use in their trading. So in that case, you recommend them to kind of go full automated or to kind of keep that discretionary aspect in their trading. Yeah, so lots of times when you're building a model, you should get the answer pretty quickly as to whether or not it has edge or not. If you're going to put too many rules into a model, unless you're doing it at the most sophisticated institutional level, your idea may not work. And so, you know, one of the more experienced automated traders uh, who we work with uh, at our firm, Rick Martin, will tell you, come up with the idea, test it, do X amount of trades, and he'll help people with how many trades they should do, do some out of sampling, and see if there's edge. But you should get the answer pretty quickly. And what is your idea as like a rule that only you can see and you cannot code it in the machine? Yeah, and that's why when I think of technology, it's not just automated trading. And we have seen uh, traders who trade with discretion, who also have built alerts that help them make more, that have built scripts to get them into positions, and then they hand trade out of them, and then they have automated models. So the same trader will be running a similar strategy by pushing the buttons, being fully a discretionary trader, by having scripts where they're automatically getting into positions based on rules they've written, and then trading with discretion out, and then having models that are in and out based on rules. And so you don't have to get everything perfectly, and you want to and that automated trading is the hardest thing of all of those things, but there's plenty of money to be made just building alerts that pop up to get you into the types of setups you really like the most. Just having scripts that get you into more of the setups you like the most, letting the computer scan the universe of opportunities, get you in, and then you by hand can trade out. There's, there's a tremendous amount of P&L to be made more on top of your present strategies by alerts and scripts. And you don't have to feel the pressure because, look, you make a good point of how hard it is to build automated models. That's the hardest thing to do. But there's, you may get stuck with an automated model, but that might be a great alert for you. That might be an alert that adds 30% to your P&L. It might be a great alert plus a great script that you can build to get you automatically into something and then you hand trade out of it. So your failed automated strategy might improve your P&L by 50% in these other two areas. And don't sweat the fact that you can't just write the rules in and write the rules out. That's one of the things that, that I love about the offering we have with our technology. That's, part, that's really powerful. That's a powerful answer. I think people are really quick to drop the idea when it doesn't work, when they test it first. 
but that's a cool way to kind of see uh, more in depth what works and what doesn't. Agreed. Awesome. So we want to kind of talk about, and this, this is a question I get a lot by people that reach out to me by email. They, they ask, what does it take for someone to be a hired, in, a hired in like a prof firm or get some money from investors to trade for? So I'll tell you how we do it at our firm. We have an internship program for U.S. college students. And so you can apply when you're a freshman, sophomore, junior to be a junior intern on our trading desk. Last summer, we hired 14 interns to spend the summer with us. They train with us. They trade on a demo with us. They sit in on all of our mentoring sessions. They really learn what it's like to be a professional trader. They're picking the stocks they want to trade. They're trading on a demo. They're sitting in on our real-time mentoring sessions where we're going over what we've traded and why. They're seeing other traders from our firm teach what they're doing, why it's working, why certain things are not working, some of the things they're working on overall, some of the things they're struggling with overall. They're walking the halls with professional traders who are very successful. They're learning technology. And so they're, they're getting a wonderful experience that you really can't duplicate anywhere else if you want to be a trader. And so they spend that time as a junior trader. And then we ask the best of the junior traders to come back and be senior interns. And so this summer, we had our senior interns lead our intern class and help the other junior traders. They traded live at the firm. They experimented with different types of setups. They built technology, but they, they, were, they were trading with real money. They had a risk manager they were working with who set their overall risk, increased it as they were doing better. They were able to build models and put them into production. Again, they sat in on all the mentoring sessions. They oftentimes taught the junior guys by sharing what they were doing well and the things that they were working on, but they got a real experience trading real money at a prop firm. And then we make hiring decisions. So the best of our senior traders are offered an invitation to come trade with us. And so the, that following year after they graduate, they can come and sit on the desk and start their trading career. And you obviously get paid well, when you're at the firm and trade the firm's capital and build your career from there. We do have, and I will say this, 15% of what we do, what SMB does, 15% of our time is spent on our educational company. I always feel like 100% of the people know 100% about SMB because of SMB training. That's the public facing part of SMB Capital. We're a prop firm first. We're a P&L prop firm. That's been our primary business since inception in 2005. And we spun off our education into a, another for-profit company, SME Training, because we recognized that what was spurring the growth of our prop firm, our P&L prop firm in New York City, was we were training people from scratch better than anybody else. We were finding people that didn't know how to trade. 
We were building them into consistently profitable traders and then better. We have a history of finding people who don't know anything about trading, hiring them, teaching them, building them into consistently profitable traders, and then the best becoming seven-figure plus traders and still getting better. And so there is another avenue into SMB, and it is through SMB training. And so we offer this because, look, we were really good at one particular thing. And just like a trader who wants to maximize their edge, we want to maximize our edge as well. And so we have made our training available to the public globally. The same training that we give to our interns and those who we hire, the same training that we give to traders that we're hiring on the desk and and giving funding to, taking on all the risk, is available to the public. And the reason why we do that is we can access a lot more people. The trader who made, you asked about how we've been doing the last couple of years. Well, the trader who made the most amount of p in 2018 is somebody who came from SMB training. He's somebody who took our training and impressed us so much that we hired him. And you know, that trader is incredibly talented. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure, in fact, I highly doubt that that trader would be at our firm if we didn't have SME training. I think we would have missed him in the traditional screening process. And so our traders make the firm. We're only as good as the talent that walks in the door. I wrote that in one good trade. I mean, this is, uh, I'm predominantly, I spend most of my time coaching and mentoring. If we don't have talented people who come in the door, well, the best coaching and, and mentoring in the world is, is not going to be enough. And so we need talent to come in the door. As they were saying, we need to grow or we will be surpassed by somebody else. And so an avenue for us to do that is by having more people train around the world and then watching to see who the best of those people are and then inviting them to apply to the firm and the best being offered invitations. And so most of the people come in through our internship program. And again, that's for U.S. college students. But we've had a lot of really great success from people who have gone through SMB training. And the way you do that is you, you take SMB DNA and then you take the winning trader and you can get yourself you know, the best education that we offer and that has a history of developing traders and then apply to the firm. And so, and then of course, if you're an experienced trader with a track record, we are gonna to talk to you. We, we've been hiring, I think over the last six months, it seems like one experienced trader a month. We've been adding to our desk and that's great as well because they're bringing in strategies that are different than what we're doing on the desk and we're adding some more experience for guys to talk to. So that's important. That's important as well. But look, people say about SMB, which my partner and I are proud of, which is you're gonna have all the resources you need to be a great trader. There are great traders here. There have been great traders developed since 2005 continually. If you work hard, if you have ability 
this is the right type of trading for you, you're going to have everything you need to be a great trader. That's awesome. And I guess when you look at people, when you look at people in the academy or in, in SME training, what makes you kind of see who's a great possible trader for the firm? So I want to see people that are trading on a demo or live who are consistently profitable. I want to see traders who are improving with their P&L, with their performance. One of the things that we do on our desk is we use TraderView. TraderView is a review tool. And so at the end of each day, our traders upload all of their trades that they've made into TraderView and then they tag them. They give them a name. And then TraderView spits out statistics on how the traders are doing on each one of those strategies. And so at the end of each month, we sit in our conference room with Dr. Steenbarger, who is the very best trading coach in the world, and our floor manager, and myself, and all of the teams at our firm. And we meet team by team. The team leader, the senior trader, is there as well. And from senior trader, team leader, down to newest guy on the team, they give their monthly review of their performance for the past month. Here's what they did well. Here are their goals for the next month. Here are the strategies that are working best for them. Here are the strategies that are not. And it's all laid out. The numbers don't lie. The statistics are leading us to develop our goals for the next month. And we're saying out loud, we're saying out loud, here are the things that we're gonna do this month. Here's how we're going to improve. And when you do that, everyone around you is helping to hold you be accountable. And they're, they're hearing the things that you want to work on. This is true of the senior trader as well. He's saying in front of his junior guys, here is what I did poorly. Here are my goals to do better. Here's the solutions I'm putting in place to do better. And Look, if you're not doing it, your junior guy is going to be like, you know, you said you were supposed to be doing this. Step up and do it. So that, that, that process of saying things out loud gets people to be more accountable. And we see with independent traders, they don't have that accountability from other people. And so that's an important thing is we want to see your numbers are good, just like where we expect our guys here. And then the final piece is, I shouldn't say the final piece, the next piece is we want to see you're doing the work that we do here. We want to see that your routine is strong, that you're doing a daily report card, that you're doing a trade review, that you're uploading your trades into trade review, that you're reviewing tape of the best setups, that you are keeping and have a, a, a strong health routine, you're getting to bed, you're drinking your water, you're eating well, you're getting your exercise in, whatever that is for you, that you're thinking about that, that you're practicing your mindfulness. People do that in different ways. Uh, some people decide it's not for them and that's fine, they've thought about it and, and they don't wanna do it. A lot of people find it to be particularly helpful. So we want to make sure that that routine fits with our culture, which is we are trying to get better every day. We're not impressed 
that, well, we are impressed, but we're not satisfied with guys who are putting up 4 million plus net P&L. We're not satisfied because we know that they can do better. They know that they can do better. The junior traders know they can do better. We can see exactly how. So, you know, good to have that success, but, but thinking about doing better. And then we're, we're going to ask you know, other questions of, about particular traders that, again, relate to whether or not you're a good fit for our culture. Are you, will you work well on a team? Do you bring ways to make the firm better that aren't here right now? Do you have a history of success in the past? Are you competitive? Are you a natural risk taker or are you conscientious? Those are things that are important to us. And then uh, you apply and recruiting will reach out to you and you'll meet with several people from our desk. And then you meet with me at the very end. If you get to me, that's a better sign than if you never get to me. But we've put in place a system where Lots of people are giving input into who gets hired because, look, the reality is, is that when we bring in a new hire, you know, it is, it is a six figures plus and probably significantly higher than that for us to bring somebody in. There's a tremendous amount of firm resources that goes into each person that we're bringing in. And we're going to give everything we got to, to those people, but they've got to be a strong candidate for us to put all those resources into. But having said that, sometimes people are surprised at who those particular people are. And it's not just the traditional people who are hired on Wall Street. People are, it's surprising who has talent uh, in trading sometimes. And so we've got to cast that wide net because there's people out there that can really do it and just haven't been given a chance. You have an example of that? A person that you didn't think maybe would be successful, but that got some really good results? So we're not going to hire anyone who we don't think will be successful. Um, but I will say, and I guess this is being broadcast out to the trading community, if we were to have a beer and you were to ask me this question and there were nobody else in the room, I would I'd tell you a couple of funny anecdotes, and I've, I've said them in the past. And there are people at our firm, not a lot, and they are certainly in the minority, but there are some people who I'm surprised have, have become successful. But now that I learn more about them, I recognize it was my own failure to, to see their just tremendous ability. It wasn't traditional ability. It, it's not something. I think a lot of times we judge people by the way they speak and their, the way they act and the way they look perhaps too much because we're sort of trained to do that. And there, there, there are people, traders come in different shapes and sizes and talk differently. And you know, just, there's sometimes people are so immensely talented and they're just not traditionally trained in lots of different ways and you have to be really open-minded to understanding that and not and, and to not think that you have all the right answers or that people have to act a certain way. Now, I was trained as a lawyer. I'm a former athlete. I grew up in a, in a comfortable town around people that act traditionally appropriately. 
there's a big world out there and those are not the most, those are, those are a lot of times not the most talented people. And, and if you're running a P&L firm that needs to make money, we need to make money every month, year over year to pay for all this infrastructure and we take all the downside losses, we've got to make sure we're finding talented people and doing it smartly. Mm. So is that where I guess data and metrics comes in to kind of show you who's good and who's not good? Yeah, the numbers don't, don't lie, right? So again, we're having these monthly meetings where traders are tagging every one of their trades and then they come in and they present their monthly review. And it shows trade by trade how they've done in each particular setup. So for instance, uh, we have a training program called The Winning Trader. This is our second training program. This set of our, our traders go through. They spend time week by week going over a particular trade strategy. That strategy is, is mapped out for them. And then they spend a week focusing on that particular strategy. They get statistics on that strategy. They playbook that strategy so it makes sense to them. And they're not just focusing on one strategy. And one of the things that we've learned running a prop desk is that edge needs to fit with a person's cognitive and personality skills. We all have a unique footprint and how we think and how our brains work and uh, our cognitive personality skills. And we need to find strategies with edge that augment and align with those unique talents. Oftentimes, independent traders will, will go and they'll find a successful trader in the trading community. They'll learn their strategy. They'll go pay for their training. They'll try it and then it won't work. And the student will assume, oh, well, you know, I'm not a good trader or that guy's not a good teacher or the whole thing's a scam and that strategy doesn't work as it is. And it could be, and we've seen this on our desk, uh, it could be that you aren't trading the right type of strategy for you, your unique talents. And we've seen that at our firm. So the last guy who earned a green shirt at our firm, you earn a green shirt for making 1 million net in trading profits for the year. You earn a black shirt for earning 2 million net in trading profits for the year. The last trader to earn his first green shirt, he was a fledgling, floundering trader at the beginning of his career super talented, probably one of the most talented traders to ever walk in the door, immensely talented. And, you know, he was frustrated and we were uh, disappointed in how he was doing. And we're like, what are we doing wrong here? Like, what, what's going on? This guy is, he obviously has the goods to, to be a great trader. Like, what's going on here? And so what we did was we, we got him into different types of strategies. Started working with a different mentor and that's made all the difference. He's exploded from there. He's found success in this new type of niche. And so we're cognizant of that. We, we don't wanna 
tell traders when they come in, you have to be this type of trader. You have to trade this particular style. Here are the three trades that we make at the firm. Go ahead and, and trade them. No, we want to say, here are the ways that people are making money as active traders. And here are those strategies. And here are examples of those strategies. And here are those strategies in step-by-step -step detail. And now let's practice them. And here's how you get better at mastering those particular strategies. But it's, your, your, your training can consist of one guy that you thought was particularly charming on the internet who you gravitated towards and then think that that's the only thing you might need to do or the only thing to judge whether or not you're going to be a success or not in trading because it's just not true. And then even with guys who are successful here who want to broaden what they're doing, you know, sometimes we need to go find the people that are great in these other strategies and link them together with our guys for them to keep growing. So yeah, I, I'll leave you with this thought, which is that really disappoints me about what's out there in the trading community that not enough people are talking about sampling, experimenting. There's a great book that I just read written by David Epstein of Sports Illustrated and the New York Times. He also wrote the book, The Sports Gene. And uh, his book goes after this thought, this prevailing thought that kids should specialize to become great at anything, particularly in sports. When kids are young, they need to specialize young to become a great athlete. And then the Tiger Woods is cited as the example and then certain chess prodigies are cited as examples. And the book walks through how those are limiting examples and those are limiting examples in sports that are repetitive and uh, too simple to make such a sweeping generalization. And in fact, most sports and in most athletes, the argument that David Epstein makes is that you actually wanna have a long history of sampling different types of sports, experimenting with different types of sports. If you're in music, experimenting with different types of instruments. And then at a later age, and a much later age, you know, like you're in your second or third year in high school, then choosing, then choosing to really start developing your niche. And that is the true way that, the true and best way for people to be successful. There has to be that sampling, that experimenting stage. And oftentimes it's over a long period of time. And so we think same thing with trading. Experiment with different types of setups, experiment with different types of products. We've had people that were okay equities traders who were much better trading options. We've had traders who you know, couldn't trade options but were pretty good in equities. We've had traders that were better swing traders than scalpers, better scalpers than anything else, better automated traders than anything else. And so you want to walk into your trading career expecting there to be some sampling and, and find only after that and focus only after that on a niche that augments your talents cognitively and, and uh, psychologically. Yeah, this is a very good point. Really happy you mentioned this as well. And so I just want to kind of know on, on that topic, 
do you feel like people that are successful tend to like just come in and copy someone else's strategies, how they do things, or do they kind of copy a little bit, but then make it their own in some way? I like the idea of copying the masters first and learning how the masters do things and then make that trade your own through review and understanding of what your cognitive and personality strengths are. If you trade things without edge, you're not going to make money. But on our desk, at least, the most success is had copying the masters, but then making it your own. So for instance, best example I can give you for this is our best trader on our desk runs a team. He trades a very specific type of strategy. He teaches all of the junior traders that strategy. They can see in real time all his trades, talks to them in real time. They have an AM meeting. They have a monthly review. If you ask him a question, he'll answer why he's thinking through his trade in a certain way. He'll have special teaching classes with these guys. The team, everyone on the team tends to trade the same stocks. They tend to trade them mostly in the same direction. They all trade them differently. They're all profitable traders. So you would think, hey, I've got this superstar, elite, active trader who's running my team. All I've got to do is just go do what he do what he does. And that's good at the beginning. But the problem is, is that your personality may not be suited to take the drawdown that he can. He likes to take the drawdown. That's what makes him good. That's what enables him to hit the home runs. You can't. Or your brain doesn't think the way that he, his does. He likes to be a natural risk taker. Maybe you like to be more conservative. He likes to get it and get in front of a particular stock. Maybe you want to be more conservative and really see the stars aligned put on your trades. So copying masters first, making your own and building from there. I love that. I want to respect your time. So how can people find you that will connect with you or reach out after this interview? Sure. So we have a YouTube channel where we're putting out videos uh, each week. SMB Capital, go look it up. And so what we're putting out multiple videos uh, each week and you can go there and it's free education, subscribe, like, comment, have some fun. People are learning a ton on our SMB Capital YouTube channel. Personally, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Bellafury. Uh, my email is mbellafury at smbcap.com and uh, you'll find us. Awesome. And I'm curious to know what's kind of one of your goal or your vision for the future? Where are you kind of looking up to? Yeah, so we're taking it day by day, we, uh, week by week, month by month. We need to grow. We need to get better. Grow or die. That's our vision for the future. I love that. That's awesome. So thank you, Mike. I appreciate you a lot. And if it can happen anyway, let me know, of course. And uh, hope you guys like this. And we'll catch you back here pretty soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.